Yeah, she says she feels like she's walking on eggshells all Fuck, the time. Dude, no, no. So you, you gotta walk around on eggshells, and then at night you gotta like, like, say no to him every night. Mark, where's that breakup button? Yeah, hit the breakup. The breakup. Break he's not here right now to do it in front of us, but we know he's in there somewhere hitting that breakup. He's out there button. somewhere. He's out there somewhere hitting that breakup button. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You, your favorite podcast. The show that is your favorite. This is Nikki Limo speaking. And this is your favorite Iceman, Steve Green speaking. This is your captain speaking. Oh, that's your nickname? That's and a And this is your boss in the bedroom speaking. What is that? Oh, yeah. I don't like her. <laughs> oh, you love her. I don't like her. I don't want a boss in the bedroom. Oh, you good. I want an employee. You got hired to... Be in the bedroom. No. Employees like only. Oh man. I'm well, self-employed in the bedroom. Dang, what if I'm their boss in the bedroom then and you only have employees and we're never in the bedroom then? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. All right. So you guys have been submitting a lot of questions to us and apologies. I have not seen them for over a month because we recorded a Q&A episode in December. It was oh, I, thought last you, time. I thought you were saying that they sent us a lot of questions and apologies. Oh, and no, I'm no, like, no. All right. I'm ready to read, to read them. I'm apologizing because I have not I have not read them. Well, some of you should also apologize to us via email whenever you get the chance. Thank you. That's Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So. I don't even know where to start. My goodness. There's a crypto question. Mm. Mm. Well, it's not really a... Okay, it says similar to your story and crypto. Okay. That sounds really promising. Mm. Okay, we'll go with it. This was sent in November. <laughs> Hi, Nikki and Steve. I have followed you guys for years and truly do not know where I would be today if it wasn't for you guys and the JK fam. Steve is actually the reason I got into crypto and I am 200% up. My guy wow. or girl. Good for you, chick. By the B- BTWS thoughts on XRP. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> was that because this was November? Ripple, Ripple's the one that, um, yeah, it's getting it's getting uh, oh. shut down by oh. Coinbase. Oh. But oh. I have to say, the reports of of Ripple's death are greatly exaggerated because okay. it it kind of ran recently, like it kind of bounced back up. Because you know what? I think what's going to happen. This is just my opinion, but I think Ripple will end up settling with the SEC and it'll probably run again. But I'm not a personal Ripple believer because I love crypto and the purpose of crypto to me is having decentralized currencies and Ripple is very centralized and very bank run. Yeah. But if you want to just use crypto to make money and you're not like a true believer like I am, fucking go for it. Do you do your thing? Well, there you go. Yeah. Advice from the crypto king. Anyways. Oh, yeah. She said I just needed some advice. She needs some advice. Backstory. I used to work with this guy when I was 16 and he was 20. He was always the hot older guy that I didn't think I had a chance with. Plus, he had slash has a girlfriend. Two, we were really good friends, have al- have always been very close, had good banter, and were both very flirty people, but respected the fact that he was just, he, that he has a missus and we're just friends. Three, fast track to the middle of 2018. He had told me that if I was 18 and if it wasn't for his missus, he would date me. Here's the issue. Holy shit, that's inappropriate. Yeah, it's very inappropriate. <laughs> Here's the issue. I've always really liked him. We have similar interests. By the way, he loves crypto too. And we can just talk and laugh for hours. And when we talk, he truly makes me feel like the only girl in the world. We're very close and get along amazingly. And the feelings are still there on both parts. But he is still with his missus. He hasn't cheated. And I I would... I would I like not him, let him cheat with me. Okay. I just don't know what to do. He is everything I've always wanted and more, and I never thought someone like him would be into me. He is so proud of everything I have achieved, and I just don't know. 
I kind of feel like he gets the best of both worlds at the moment. However, however, I know now isn't the right time for us. I'm 19 turning 20 and he is 24. I have to deal and accept past relationships and not be so insecure with, within myself. He's just everything I want and more. Any advice would be absolutely incredible. Thank you guys so much. Love you both so much. Aww. He's everything I wanted for you as well. He likes crypto. He seems like a good dude. The only thing that concerns me is if he's, and maybe this is just something that like he has to, we, I mean, people can change and go through things. Like maybe he got stuck in a relationship very young. Obviously he was 20 when she met him and he maybe doesn't know how to get out of a relationship or he thinks that, well, this is just how relationships are and eventually the feelings go away or whatever. But it's very inappropriate that he told you that. And I would be concerned if that he could do it again. He would do it to you. And he also, you know, it sucks because he's messing around on his old lady like that. Exactly. That's that's what I mean. Is that like even though you were everything I wanted and more and you had a girlfriend, what I liked about you was that you were one hundred percent in with her. Mm -hmm. Like you would never even look at another girl, mm -hmm. like you would um just talk speak just highly of her all the time no matter what you thought about her if you guys had problems regrettably you weren't you weren't voicing any problems in your relationship now her on the other hand i heard nothing but bad stuff from her i heard that's why i say regrettably yeah because i was never talking shit and she was apparently always doing that so that sucks right so yeah that's a difficult yeah but that's situation. what i liked about you so it's not really the same story because she says that oh it's the same story as you guys but it's not really because there was no cheating involved the val well, there's or no even che emotional cheating. yeah exactly or, or any sort of flirting or anything mm -mm. there's no flirting or and and that's what i liked about you and if maybe loyalty is not very high on your value scale and in, if that's the case then go for it's it a hilarious but sentence. yeah i just think both of us are such loyal people well you'd be surprised because a lot of people view cheating as just something that's going to happen eventually dude i know it's, and i am shocked at that i know people who get like fucking they, they go to the rub and tug sometimes and they're like married and stuff so yeah who knows dude the rug and tug the rub and tug what's that like they like go a, like a happy go, ending. Go get massage? happy ending massages oh, and shit. Yeah. Right, right, so, right. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Right. I mean, I'm just assuming in that case you're the wife doesn't know though. But some people mm -hmm. are just like, Well, it's just cheating. Everybody cheats. And I'm like, Wow. That is no. not a mentality I've ever had. No, and that's and that's a horrible standard to set for yourself. And I also do think that flirting like you know do anything that you would be scared to tell me you did in your day like with another girl then that i would consider disloyal if you if, if if you straight up tell somebody yo i wish i was in a relationship with you that's fucked up yeah so um or even i guess the way he said it was oh if you were older and i wasn't in a relationship listen, but even man. that is too much i think that crosses a line yeah, no. It, if it his does. girlfriend heard it and anything it. he said that it, and that if his girlfriend heard it and she would be upset with it, that is crossing a line. Exactly. Maybe they have an open relationship. That's a different story. It doesn't sound like that was in the details. But, you Even know. Even when I'm talking to like friends who are girls who are our friends, I never, I'm always like, well, we love you. You know, we both love you. Yeah, and I, always, all this shit. I always say it in we. Yeah. We, 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 I, we. You just got to, just because you don't want to be, you know, I, I don't want. To say something out loud that gets quoted back to me that Nikki hears and it's like sounds shitty. Yeah. So you just have to, you know, be on your best. Or anytime anything could even be misconstrued as that. Like, 
oh hey i ran into my ex-boyfriend at the store or like he someone messaged me from my past like i always i feel like we we're very open with always. like hey this happened just yeah, so you know always. i'm not i didn't do it I'm not part of it but we're both very happy so then that that's that, that creates a different situation yeah, when sounds there's like something he's missing maybe not in the relationship that's when people tend to but you you're his other lady right now and i think you deserve better and maybe he is a gr- the greatest guy ever and all this shit but i don't think he would treat his lady like that if he was the greatest guy ever yeah but i do like that he likes crypto so maybe it is even but I don't well i and i want to give benefit of the doubt because people can change especially when they're very young and in a relationship he's he's 20 in a relationship yeah. so like you can learn a lot from oh maybe i shouldn't have done that to my my ex-girlfriend but he needs you know? to take that step and actually show growth and totally. be like yo i'm i should be better than this and i shouldn't be doing yeah it. so i would forget about him and then maybe in the future after way after you've forgotten about him if there ends up being an opening then and both parties are single yeah. Then maybe that you could consider but it. You but you know guys like this exist, mm. so you can you can use that. Yeah, when I saw when I saw you and I was like, Man, that's everything I wanted, I never thought it would be him. I but yeah. I did say in my mind, now that I know there are guys like that out there, that yeah. is my new standard. So I went on dates with a lot of guys where I that was my standard. And there it is. You're calling your shot. So now you have your now you have a standard. Yeah. And you don't you're not gonna go below that. And hopefully you'll get a little bit better than that. And you won't get a guy who wants to cheat on his old lady. That's true. Good luck with that. Yeah. We yeah. wish you the best and thanks for thanks for hanging with us for so long. We appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. This one is titled I Moved In Quick. Ooh. Hey, Icebreaker and Steve, what's up? I've been watching your show for a while now, and it's really helped me learn more about expressing myself and working through my anxieties. Hearing other people's stories and questions helped me, so I thought I'd ask your advice on my situation. Sorry for the long email, and I'd like to stay anonymous. My boyfriend and I have been together for over two years. We moved pretty fast. I stayed the night on the first date and basically just never left. We have since moved to a new place together, which we are both happy in. Even though we kind of jumped headfirst into this relationship, it worked for us, though sometimes I feel that there are some parts that don't work. I'm 22 and just switched colleges to follow a career path I know I will enjoy. He's 27 and works for his family's company. I know they say age shouldn't make a difference, but I sometimes feel that it does. He doesn't want kids past a certain age, but I'm still young and that conflicts with my standards. He also makes a lot of disrespectful and inappropriate jokes towards me and other people. Things like, yeah, because it's woman's work and such like that. He claims he's joking, but sometimes I don't feel like he is. It's a behavior he's picked up from the people he's worked with and he's gotten better, but it's almost like he gets offended when I tell him they make me uncomfortable. Mm. There are times like I feel like he comes off like he thinks that he's better than me and other people. I try to work on things to tell him how I feel, but I feel as though he says things to get him out of us arguing and then just brushes off my emotions after. I don't think he knows the difference in being considerate and doing something because you know it'll make the other person happy and changing yourself to tiptoe around other people's feelings. Um, there's a big difference in our sexuality. I'm going to sum some of those up because, wow, this is a long email. Okay. Big difference in our sexuality. Uh, she's someone that doesn't want to have sex a lot. He's someone, not that it has anything to do with attractiveness. He's someone that wants a lot more sex. Um, no matter how, how much she expresses to him that she's uncomfortable, he won't let it go. He begs for it every night and the begging is such a turn off. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Hard. That's hard. And then he gets upset when she's not into it. This guy sounds like trash, honestly. And I don't know him, so maybe he's not. But I'm just saying like, this is this is toxic behavior. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. On the trash scale. Um, I don't want to say all bad things about him. He's a wonderful guy. Ugh, well, Ugh. Kind of, uh, Bitch. And you undersold him. You, fr- you front loaded it. Okay. <laughs> 
we have a lot of similarities and healthy differences. Mm -hmm. I do feel like I am loved. We do a lot of fun things and have a lot of amazing memories. He has a lot of amazing qualities I admire inside and out. He supports me and most of my choices and his family is so wonderful. He has gotten a lot better about some things since we've been... It sounds like all his good qualities are he's gotten better about some things. It sounds like you're speeding through the good stuff because you're pretty upset about all the bad shit. I have a lot of mental health issues and though he's never had any himself or had to help anyone deal with them, he's getting better better at comforting me. So you, I think you're selling yourself short. You, his w good qualities is that he puts up with you. That's his good qualities. Okay, so there's some feelings of unhappiness and I just can't shake. He, he's both my support, but also the root of some problems. I don't want to break up. I want this to work. There's some things I just wish he would see differently. I don't want to change him, but I want him to be better in some ways. I've been sitting on the fence about seeking therapy and getting professional advice, but I back out every time. COVID has made things difficult. When I, um, There are things within me I need to know change, but I want your advice on what I should do. How should I approach talking to him and how, about how I feel? When I try to be direct, he doesn't absorb it. We've been together a while, and I feel as though he should understand me like I do him, but I think we have very different definitions of relationships. I think you answered your own question. Yeah, I think you should reread this. Anyway, thank you for your podcast and every and for everyone else. If you don't pick my email, it felt good to just get this on my chest and into the world somehow. And sorry for any mistake mistakes there may be. You are amazing. Okay. Yeah, like, you're awesome. No, look, that you 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 basically laid out the whole case yeah. for and against your your dude right there. And I think that the case is pretty bad for him. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I think that you are trying to justify these things because he's there for you when you're sad. Okay, that's some basic shit. Like, your partner should be supportive. Saying like, oh, he's gotten a lot better at being supportive is not... He, he doesn't get an A for that. He doesn't get a medal. That's like the basic level is your partner should be supportive. That's, that's why they're your partner. Exactly. That's a healthy relationship. Is that they're there for you and you're there for them. You get to lean on each other. Um, a, another basic level is communication. They should be able to communicate and you guys should be able to say things to each other without taking offense if it's just describing feelings. Not that he should be pressuring you into having sex with him and like calling you a cunt if you, if you don't. <laughs> you know, it sounds like he gets really upset if you don't have sex. That's not, that's not okay. Yeah, and even, you know, if he... <clears throat> If he tells jokes you don't like or whatever, he should know how to clean it up around you. Like be able to read the room and go like, okay, this doesn't work on my chick. You know, you know like, even yeah, if it's if, just jokes. It doesn't matter if, if he's, even if he's telling a joke and it, it feels disrespectful to you, if he cares about you, he should yeah, honor he that you it. feel disrespected by it and not right. do it in right. front of you. Yeah. So, um, See, I always, I do a joke about women's work. I say, yeah, talking about, you know, running a fortune 500 company, you know, you know what I'm talking about that's women's work right there. <laughs> And it's different too if you actually believe it. It sounds like that's he kind of wild. believes it. Too. Yeah, if he's doing it like that, then yeah, it could be it could be an indicator. Boy, I don't know, girl. It sounds like you got a interesting situation over there, but you like his family. And that's yeah, what it sounds like to me. And like sometimes and when sometimes she's having a mental health issue, he kind of is supportive, kind of. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Yeah. Maybe we don't have all the info, but it just doesn't sound pretty long great. email to not have any other good qualities in there. Just just hoping. Yeah. yeah, or I'm hoping that you kind of can see a clearer picture now and break up. Let yourself be if happy. You can't just sit down with somebody and address problems without counting on them, taking in what you're saying. That's rough, dude. Yeah. How are you going to get through some shit if you're like, I don't know if I should bring this up or if I can bring this up and he won't absorb it? Like, yeah, she says she feels like she's walking on eggshells all fuck, the time. Dude, I no. Don't know. No. So you, you got to walk around on eggshells and then at night you got to like, like 
say no to him every night. Mark, where's that breakup button? Yeah, hit the breakup break button. Break up. Break up. He's not here right now to do it in front of us, but we know he's in there somewhere hitting that breakup. He's out button. there somewhere. He's out there somewhere hitting that breakup button. <laughs> you could hear it, but we can't. Okay. They say you can hear it to this day. This one, yeah. <laughs> this one is a breaking up with my best friend. Oh. Okay, how about that one? Okay. Hey, Icebreaker and Steve. <laughs> That's the second time someone started it that way. I swear I'm not making, I'm not doing it. That's, it says that. I don't get it. Okay, this is my favorite podcast and the only thing getting me through life. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. We and, love you. And you're welcome simultaneously and thank you for being here. Guess you didn't think this was a relationship question. Well, guess again. I'm a 23-year-old woman with no name. Okay. Okay. That's odd, but okay. And meet this really great friend through a mutual friend. We're we were best friends for over a year when we admitted sleeping together wouldn't be a bad thing, right? Guess wrong. I felt completely 100% head over heels, heels, heart eyes for him, and so did he. He's the first man I have ever ever loved and make me come in my entire life. He is my dream man. Fast forward four months later. Well put. <laughs> so what's the problem? Nothing. If it's not so great. Well, of course not. If I'm writing you, skull emoji. <laughs> uh -oh. I realized through the years I love differently. I have been able to mentally be in a relationship with someone, but when it comes to sex, I don't see myself being with one person for the rest of my life. My ideal love would be an open relationship. I've tried to be in a committed relationship, but I always end up running away because I feel trapped. And that's not something I want to do to a friendship I value so much. We talk about all of this and found and found that we wouldn't be able to make a relationship work. We still want to be in each other's lives, so we are taking a break from each other. Do you think this is a trait I will always live with, or am I just a young person with fear of commitment? Is there something wrong with me? Everyone else in my life can't wait to be married and wait to be with one person. Should I get over this or find someone who is willing to also be in an open relationship? I feel kind of strange asking a married couple who's probably never had to deal with this, but I look up to you guys, and I hope I can get your advice. Thank you, sad face, heart, heart, heart. Sincerely, another heartbroken hoe. Aww. I think if you're this curious about it, it's something you got to try out. It definitely. I also think that, I mean, this is probably bad wording of it, but the get it out of your system thing, the only way you would know whether this is yeah, just a phase, a phase you're going exactly. through exactly. or if this is something that you will feel the rest of your life about is to, to do it. So, yeah, I would honestly, like in your dating life, seek out people who are Looking open to open relationships. Yeah. And then... Um, maybe you meet somebody and you guys are in an open relationship for a while and you kind of get closer and closer and closer and you realize over time like hey i don't want to be with anyone else exactly and then you turns monogamous and then maybe it evolves from there but if you already have this huge suspicion that you're that you feel this way then mm -hmm. why wouldn't you try it out yeah That's i mean it, it doesn't really matter what our values are like no. monogamy like that's a spectrum like for some people have different preferences you yeah. know and that's why there's so many different types of relationships in the world and thank and, fuck for that yeah, and there's you, some people who should not be married. Dude. You just have to make sure you match with somebody that shares those values because it's not fair to them if they're a monogamous person, but you're so in love with them for that moment, but you want an open relationship. That's yeah. not fair to put on them. It's not fair at all. Just find somebody that shares the same values as you, and that's it's that's really what it's about. And I guess the only the hard part from there is that if one of you changes values and the other person doesn't, and that's and that's just part of being with a human being. Yeah, you. exactly. So that can always happen. It can always happen. You just you just have to hope that you grow with people and not away oh, from them. Yeah, away yeah. from them. But then, you know, the way that I go into any relationship, a serious relationship, is I'm going to do this forever until I'm not. And this, I, I, I do that with every 
thing in life that's worth spending time on. Yeah. Um, but it's not that like, what if we, you know, what if like, you could spend the play the what if game forever where it's like, what if Steve goes this way and, and I go this way and then we break up or like, I don't want to get too attached. And then you're like kind of holding back. Cause you're like, well, I don't know if we're going to grow apart or whatever. You have to have the level of, I mean, commitment that if you're going to go the monogamous route that you're going to do it forever until you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then same with the open relationship. It's like, well, I'm going to have this free spirit forever until I'm not, you know, that's the only way it's fair to other people. Like you can't get into the relationship being like, well, I'm an open, I want an open relationship to begin with. And then maybe I want a monogamous later. And then you have, did have to change with me. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's our answer to you. I think you should try some, try it out, see how you like it. Yeah. And maybe you love it. Maybe that, that's your forever trait. I love it so far. Yeah, we love but it But you so never far. know. You know what I mean? You never she know. She always keeps me on my feet that way. See, you got to do that. See? Or they'll run away. I got to be the boss in the bedroom. No, you are an employee. I'm the boss in the bedroom. No. I'm really not at all. You're that's a part-timer. I'm moving you down to part-timer now. <laughs> I hate being the boss in the bedroom at I all. I like It's honestly the biggest turnoff is me having to be dominant about anything in the bedroom. The idea, well, it's perfect for us. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect for us. Exactly. Even the idea of it <laughs> makes me laugh, if anything. Okay. How about this one? I bet this one's really relatable. Porn is crushing my confidence. Oh. Hello, Nikki and Steve. I hope you're both doing amazing, and I hope to hear your guys' opinion on my situation. Me and my husband have been together for four years, and in the beginning of our relationship, intimacy was great. My husband has always had a thing for porn, and I never cared because I watch it as well. That's healthy. I like that. Nice. Okay. However, I noticed early on that it was almost like we had to turn it on for him to get in the mood, and then it almost made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Side note, I have extremely low sexual experience because I've always been in a long, unhealthy, committed relationship that never had good int intimacy, and he is a little older than me and has had a lot of experience. I have never cared, but sometimes I feel insecure that I am the worst lay he's probably ever had in, cons in comparison to his past relationships. He even said to me once that I am the only person he could have ever married, but he had always gotten turned on by whores. Wow. <laughs> we recently had a, a real smooth talker. <laughs> we recently had a baby, and of course, our sex life has gotten to be less and less, and I have found that he does that he takes care of himself more often and doesn't come on to me anymore or express any desire to be with me sexually. He falls asleep by 8 p.m. because he has been at work all day and I'm tired in the morning because I've been taking care of our five-month-old all day and all night. So by 9 p.m. after working a full-time job at home, going to school full-time, taking care of our kids, cleaning the house and cooking and cleaning, once he gets home, I'm utterly exhausted and I don't feel like waking him up for, any, for anything. The other night when we were having some sexy time in the bedroom, I noticed he had his phone in his hand behind my head with porn on. That is incredible. Wow. What a bold move. It was a complete turnoff, and I, can't, I just can't help but feel like I'm not enough, and it really hurts my feelings, but I don't know what to do because half of me feels like I need to be the sexual goddess he clearly wants that I don't know how to be, and the other half of me knows that porn is meant to be a production and not real-life sex, but I can't help feel like that's all he truly wants. I've even asked multiple times what he would like me to do, what he wants, anything to improve our sex life, and he always says, our sex life is fine, I'm content but then doesn't come on to me and watches porn when we do have sex. Mm. It doesn't help either that the girls in the videos are very much different from what I look like. And oh. while I understand everyone has this fantasy, all these things together just make me feel like shit and in turn make me afraid of being confident in bed. Because of this, I feel like when we have sex, it's just sex and it has lost its intimacy. 
It is my fault, however, for never having a healthy sexual... Oh, is it my fault for never having a sexual relationship before him? Or has porn just made me feel like I should be something that I'm not? Thank you for taking your time for me. It's appreciated. Have a beautiful new year. I think he has a very unhealthy um, relationship with porn. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's going on here. I don't think it's really about you as much. Mm -mm. I think he has a very serious um, maybe addiction. Yeah, where real sex doesn't even measure up to that anymore yeah. and it's not even about the girls i don't no. even think it's about those girls turning him on more than you i think it's about the porn in general his mind's trained to be turned on by that specifically yeah yeah where it's almost like a woman right in front of him doesn't do it anymore yeah so it's, so i don't think your feelings are invalid at all no, by the way and it. even if let's say even if he needed porn to get turned on to have sex with you that should be communicated before you go into the bedroom, not while you're doing it. Yeah. You notice that he's watching porn on his phone behind your head. That's so unsexy and transactional. Yeah. yeah. There should be some communication involved. Like, hey, like. like hey, if I'm going to get it up here, I need to I need to go horizontal mode on the phone. Or even okay. like, hey, can we introduce this to our sex routine or something like that? Or it's like everyone knows about it. Each party knows that that's happening. Yeah. Not just like if a surprise. Were, I mean, you know, you should get revenge on him and just bust out a dildo and start motioning it towards him and be like, well, I guess we're just, you know, we're just going to do whatever we want in here. I'd be afraid that he wouldn't care about that. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. I, I would That's be, dangerous. I got to tell that. you, I would be just as, I would have my confidence equally shaken as you. That's if rough. This that, was happening to that's me. That's rough. What if I put the phone in front of your face <laughs> instead of behind your head? Oh, Holy God. Shit, can you imagine? It reminds me of that Black Mirror episode where you can play old memories in your head mm-hmm. with that machine, right? And so the guy plays old memories of his ex girlfriend, or the girl did that, but they were playing memories of having sex with their ex oh. while they were having sex with their partner. Whoa. Yeah. It's like cheating on a different level. Um, But yeah, I think that you shouldn't be jealous of the girls in porn or even that you're not as sexually um, there, like like you're not on the the same level as the the porn girls. I don't think it's that at all. I think that it's just an unhealthy addiction to porn. Um, Yeah, and he should see see somebody about it, really. mm -hmm. I think that that that's the best thing is like getting him help for that. Yeah. Because I... I don't think that he even really knows that it's become a problem for him. Yeah. And that he doesn't desire sex with you now. Like he doesn't, he's not, that he's not hitting the alarm bell on that and going like, okay, I got to fix this shit. Yeah. I I think sometimes people that have, that struggle with this maybe justified in their heads like, oh, well, you know, everybody goes through this after they've been married for a few years or whatever. Right. So who knows what kind of feedback loop It's just not true. Like, um, yeah, and it also if it's making you feel bad, that should definitely be a huge red flag that something needs to change because that's not that's not okay. Like your your sex life shouldn't be something you're scared of. It should be something that's like you know exciting and like yes. you you get to do together, and it should be intimate. Like if that's what both parties want, you know, and that was what you guys both understood was going to happen. So yeah, we good luck to you out there. I think yeah. therapy for your man. Is the move, but yeah, or, I, d- I definitely don't think that you're being out of line. God, no, you're you're crushing it. Mm-hmm. And congrats on your new baby. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna answer more questions that we are not expert advice givers at, but you know, take it if you want. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like thanks for listening to our podcast, and if you want to rate it. 
that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Hello, welcome back. This one is called Fear of Failure Stunting My Creativity. I like this because it's a little different. Yeah. So, hey Sticky, I've been listening to you guys for about a year and I'm obsessed with your relationship. Y'all seem so happy and good for each other. I aspire to be in a healthy relationship like yours one day. Oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you. I do really, I do really love our relationship. Yeah, that's my and favorite thing about each me. Each year, it just evolves and I feel like wow like i just to be honest like i wasn't sure either it's not weird to not be sure like if relationships after a certain period of time just die down same, same. like this is the percent. longest relationship either of, of us have been in and after five years that was like that was when we moved into new territory for me as far as relationships same. are concerned and i was like i don't know what happens from here but i did know that at five years i had never retained sexual desire or um intimacy or or any sort of like attractiveness to my partner so this was new that at five years at five years i was like oh my god i'm like more attracted to you than ever same and then like I as the years go the by this morning because i couldn't wait to see you and i ran into your office and couldn't wait to see you yesterday I and know, like, i went love, and kissed I you it. in the face i love it i just yeah it's so yeah it does exist and i <clears> didn't <throat> know i wasn't sure i had always believed i feel like you did too like we were both kind of romantics but had just getting, gotten heartbroken over and over again and i i do think that as i'm reading more books i can pinpoint exactly what it is about us and i think it can be replicated when you're looking for specific qualities yeah people. and there's hope out there man there's yeah, a lot of hope. It has to do with your values, your morals, your lifestyle, yep. and your sexual d attractiveness. Like and your understanding of each other. Yeah. Number five. And communication. Yes. So a lot of elements. But like when they're all in the same, when they're all in alignment, oh my God, fireworks. Yep. Okay. So anyway, so for a very long time, I've had the desire to become a more creative, quote unquote, person. I have always journaled and enjoyed writing poetry and I have doodled and drawn a bit throughout my life. I'm 23, but I want to be a real artist slash writer. I want to feel passion and have the motivation to practice my potential hobbies, but I'm so terrified of being bad at them that I don't even start to try them. So other times I don't even know how to activate the creative parts of my brain. I know what I'm interested in, i.e. psychology, crafts, writing, creative short stories, painting, reading, doing home projects, plants, etc. but I don't know how to dive all in without convincing myself I'm not good at anything and I may as well not try. Since listening to almost all your podcasts and binge watching big, big mood episodes on YouTube, I'm just so inspired by you, Nikki. Like you're so creative and talented and inquisitive and you make me want to find passion in things. Oh my God, thank you. That was a lot of compliments all at once. I'm bad at that, not taking that, uh, but thank you. I just- And Steve? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just find that I'm getting in my own way and I need some advice on how to stop. Thank you for reading this, and I'm glad to hear <coughs> Steve is out of quarantine jail. Oh, this was sent in December. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, wow. A lot of compliments to Nikki, and uh, yeah, no, I got. It sounds like at least I'm out of quarantine. Her issue is a little bit more relevant to yeah. to the the types of hobbies and crafts, but you're in a creative field as well. I mm -hmm. feel like you can have a lot to contribute. Thank you. Um, gosh, I wish I could remember who. I hate quoting people and not remembering who said it, but it's. Uh, What's the quote? 
Well, it's about how, and if you can Google this, it's, but it's about how you're going to suck as a beginner. You just are. And the sooner that you accept that, the sooner that you can just start getting better. And also you can learn to measure yourself by your progress rather than being so scared of not being good in the beginning. I think a lot of times, you know, if you're obsessed with a certain thing, like you're obsessed with drawing, let's say you're obsessed with painting, um, you know how good you could be. Mm -hmm. And so when it doesn't match up, like when you start painting and you're not as good as you know that you could be, mm -hmm. you beat yourself up and you just start doubting yourself and everything that you, you could possibly do because what you see on a paper isn't what you saw in your mind. And, and you're looking at other artists and you're like, oh my God, they're so good and I can never be that good because look at what I just did. It's horrible. But just know everybody sucked. Everybody sucked to some degree. Some people, there's varying levels of natural talent. Maybe some people started off a little better than other people, but everybody sucked in the beginning. And yeah, you I just mean, have to accept that you're going to suck and embrace it and be excited and be like, oh, okay, that sucked. Even the greatest quarterbacks... <laughs> in the in the nfl like couldn't throw a ball at some point so yeah. like you just have to think about it like that and everybody's like kind of starts on the same playing field which is like zero yeah because that's it's not the important part that you suck that you are good or bad at your first attempts what's what's important is that you know where you're going and where you could go and your potential and if you just put enough hours into it you will get better. Whatever you're thinking of too, I think you may be looking at this wrong. I think that you should start to view what you're making as for yourself. Yes. Like it's for you. It's only for you. You're the only one who's going to see it and just go, go hog wild. You can have as much fun as you want with that kind of standard rather than thinking like they're going to roll this out in front of a bunch of people after I finish it. Like you don't, yeah. you don't have to look at it like that at all. And I think a lot of people make that mistake when they're trying to do something creative. Well, everyone's going to hate this. But you really, at the end of the day, if you love it, somebody out there will love it. The, the best, I saw this video <clears throat> and it's the best advice I could possibly give you in a creative field is, is to do it so much that you're bored of it and you will be better at it because of that. Um, so just pick one thing, one of those things like drawing or poetry. You listed a lot of things and I think that sometimes... I, I was watching this video and I think that he said it perfectly because I often feel this way. I'm into a lot of different hobbies, but I'm like, why am I not growing in just one? Because it's like you're building a house when you're in, interested in all these different hobbies. It's like you're building a house brick by brick on e on 10 houses. So you're going and laying one brick down yeah, on each yeah. house and then it's another brick time. down on each house. You're, it's going to take you forever to build a house. But if you just go with one and get obsessed with one and just draw in his video, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the YouTube channel, it just pop up in my feed. But um, in his video, his mentor told him to draw the same thing every day, draw the same exact thing every day. And it's so boring. And he started with a bird. And so he like was drawing this bird, drawing this bird every day, drawing the same bird. And then he got bored with it. So he started, what happened was he started getting creative with it. And he started putting the bird in different situations. And then it kind of made him laugh. And so he did kind of like some social commentary with the bird. And then like he started like adding jokes to the bird. Like the bird was saying these jokes and the bird evolved into a character. And then it that just bird starts. now, the Twitter logo. <laughs> See, that bird really came up. It really came up. See? It started as just a boring drawing. Yep. But the point was, is he got really, really good at drawing this bird. And, and But not just that, not just being good at the drawing part, but he found his voice. And I think that's, that's what you miss in the beginning is like you think that you need to be so good, but you don't really know your voice yet as an artist. And you don't really know what direction to go. And so you're just kind of throwing mud at the wall and 
seeing what sticks and then you're disappointed at the mud that's on the wall. So you need to have some measure of progress and that's why doing the same thing every day is a good measurement because then you can see how far you've come like visually. Um, if Dude, that's... Even the best people out there too still make some shit sometimes as totally. well. Like the quote unquote best in their fields and all that kind of stuff. Eminem people... laments about it all the time. Yeah, people mess up all the time. So you get to mess up too. Even Eminem. <clears throat> if you can imagine. I can't. He, he sometimes puts out a bad song and he feels like bad about it. I like one of his albums. Which one? The rest of them? No. I'm good. Which one? Eminem show. But that's it? Pretty much. Wow. I mean, that's my favorite album. But as far I, as going like beginning to end, I like this whole thing. Yeah. Pretty much. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I disagree, but okay. Deal with it. I mean, that's my favorite album, but there's so many good tracks. But you, you need to deal with it. Anyway, I hope that that helps because um, I think that it can get a little overwhelming when you're into so many things and then any, and you're very young too. So you have times on your side. What's the worst? Don't look at it like that. Don't also don't look at it like that either. Like where you go, well, I'm young. I got enough time to get it figured out. Like just start working on your little little thing, working on your craft and, and fall in love with it. Yeah. Fall in love with the, even what you deem bad. You could even take that out of your vernacular. Just take, take bad and good out of it. Just create. Dude, it's so subjective anyway. Who yeah. gives a shit? Just so make true. things that you like. That's it. Yeah. Well, I hope that helped. Um, yeah, my my whole thing when you see me do a bunch of things <clears> on my vlogs is just I just do things for me. Like it's just for fun. Like that's just for fun. Whatever I'm like obsessed with, I just get into these tangents where mm-hmm. I'm like obsessed with that one thing and then I get over it. But if you were looking at like I got to win an Oscar for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, that'd God. be so much pressure. And then half yeah. the time you... you you know, I remember growing up seeing these Oscar movies and being like, this is a, like the best movie of the year. Like, you just don't know who's going to watch what. That's so true. Okay. This one, I saw one that, um, this, okay, this one seems interesting. Not asking for advice, just giving complaints. Love it. <laughs> okay, you got us. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I'm not emailing you for advice nor relationship advice. Wonderful. I'm in a great relationship, very similar to yours. Okay. Thanks for all of your past advice in previous episodes. Pure fucking gold, honestly. You oh my God, it. thank you. You made it. So complaints and compliments. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay, my fiance introduced me to YouTube 10 years ago. He was subscribed to Steve's channel and we loved watching the old sketches and trolling videos. My fiance at the time was also a YouTuber. He was a part of the YouTube rapper phase. <laughs> LOL, nice. Herbal Tea called him out in a cypher and he has made songs with Tim, Traffic, oh, cool. LOL. He even placed top five in a Vibe magazine rap contest where Eminem was a judge. Had to tell you that, Nikki. He won a signed copy of Relapse. Oh my God. That's cool. Terrible album, but yeah, true. Great, that's awesome. That's an awesome. That's an awesome. I'm jealous. I'm fully jealous. That was in 09. He was only 17. Nikki, I found you through Steve's videos and got addicted to your vlogs, and I loved your ask, Nikki. You're my favorite person. I have found on YouTube your humor and realness is just wow. Thank you. Wow. I some fucking how just realized you guys have this podcast two months ago. I have been binging all of them as one should. I feel like my life is now aligning. Thank you to both. So funny, so dope, so sexy. Rating five stars. Love you both. Kimberly, P.S. I just want to do a good job. Oh my gosh. Kimberly. Kimberly. Wait, her thing says, it says just giving complaints, but she just gave compliments. Maybe she misspelled complaints. Or she's she's being satirical. That's my biggest complaint about her. Oh yeah, it's a terrible thing that you did. Uh, she meant to say Ask Limo. She did a follow-up email that said, I meant to ask So Limo. she emails to say that she found you and your greatness through me. Through you, yeah. <clears throat> thanks thanks for checking in there, Kimberly. <laughs> we love you, Kimberly. 
We love her. She, she, she clearly found a, a thing that she's most interested in. You were, you were like a college and she was, you know, she's like, I don't know. My friend goes to this college. So I went here and then, oh my God, I found a cool class and major. I like it. Yeah, it's tight. I'm the college that she met her, yeah, her dream lover. The community co- college. Yeah. I'm the building. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably has a lot of cool things to say about you. Yeah. That's dope. I like your email. I'm a pre- I like that a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks for watching, by the way. I hope you binge watch all 141 episodes. I'll try to talk. I'll try to, I'll try to talk less so that more of the greatness can be had. Yeah, please do. Thank you. It's too much talking already. Okay. okay. This one's called Help. I don't feel like I'm man enough. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Hey, Icebreaker and Snowman. I mean, Iceman. <laughs> do, they do call me the Snowman in some places. Oh, they do. Yeah, oh, they well, do. he must be from that place. They do. I want to start off by saying I'm a huge fan and I have been ever since I first saw, saw y'all on JK, mainly because I see a lot of similarities in mine and Steve's personalities and that we both need to feel needed and like to take care of our ladies. We, love, right. to, we love to troll and we even share our a distaste towards scary movies. A little bit of background. I'm a 22-year-old transgender male. I've been in a relationship for almost six years now. I came out to my girlfriend and a few close friends over five years ago, but I didn't officially come out publicly until March of last year when I finally started to transition medically with testosterone. Since then, my family and friends try their best to use the right name and pronouns, but they still slip up pretty often. I can understand why, considering I live about nine hours away from them and don't see them often. When they do slip up, they usually correct themselves, but for some reason, I still can't shake this feeling that I'm not man enough quote-unquote for them to see me as the man i truly am Mm. i also my parents split up when i was a kid and since at the time i i still identified as female naturally i moved in with my mom and her wife five hours away from my dad so he wasn't really around especially in my teen years when i needed it the most because of this there's a lot of shit they don't they didn't tell me about being a man i i guess my question to y'all is what do you think it means to be a man and more importantly what can i do for myself to to help me shake the feeling that i'm not man enough also, Steve, what is one thing you learned in your early 20s that you think every young man should know? Thanks for the help. Much love. Insert cool nickname here. P.S. The Chupacabra is real. And shout out to the Big Moon Podcast. Well, what? <laughs> Good, great question. Yeah. First of all, what was the name? Did they said not to be na- uh, nameless? Or? They didn't say a name. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, my dude. I mean, this is one of those situations where, I mean... What is a man? I think that's something that so subjective. A man is still trying to figure out what the fuck a man is, bro. Yeah, like you, like you, like you exactly who you are is you know we don't all have to walk into a room and be Stone Cold Steve Austin to be men, right? I think what's cool about this generation is that we're shaking up the definition of a man altogether of the like the of what it means to be a man. Like, yeah, men are opening up more emotionally and, and getting in touch with that and. Being more vulnerable, like that's and that's awesome. not to say like yo, like walk into a room and fall on the ground and start crying about how you're feeling or whatever, but it's it's about it's about being yourself, like like and so, you know, if I go into a room right now and I'm not feeling that great, but it but like it's like ten people at a party, I'm not just gonna sit there and like make everyone suffer with me, but in the appropriate place, I will let let like my wife know or friends know. Like, you know, the thing that I used to do in the past, which is like, oh, I'll be a man. I'll not like, like open up about what I'm going through is bullshit. And it's just something that unfortunately a lot of us 
we're raised to think is manly, but I don't think that that's manly at all. I also think, and it's manly to say what you think. And you might be struggling with this because I, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a transgender male. Um, and so obviously, oh, I don't know what it's like to be a male, cisgendered male either, but, um, you may be struggling with just like the just the identity thing and that you may be insecure that people don't see you as a man because they used to know you before you transitioned and when you still identified as a female and that's totally natural too i feel like you'll you always kind of had that in the back of your mind like do they, oh do they not see me as a man because they used to know me as a female i think that that's a very um significant part of the the insecurity Right. Because yeah, and something that, you know, I you asked, you know, what's something I learned in my 20s that helped me like I'll tell you right now. I think this is really, you know, for me, I, I was a kid. I had acne and stuff. And so anytime I was in a room with lights, I was always like fucking terrified. And um, that took a long time for me to like get over that. I don't have it anymore. And that like I'm or like that. I, I still had it, but it wasn't as bad. And like, but yeah. I, I'd always just think everyone's looking at my face. They're all looking at my face. They're all looking at my face. And they, you know, and. And what I, what I realized that helped me so much and changed my entire life and helped me blossom, um, is I don't give a fuck what people think of me and that changed everything. Yeah. As long as like to your partner, you are the, yeah, your friends, your partner, like people that you, people that you want to see, to think highly of you. Yeah. That's, that's and the people what, that don't, they just won't. Like that's their won't. problem. So there are some people who will, you know, they won't accept you. They won't call you by the name that you want. They won't, and fuck them. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- that's all you can control is like th- your ability to look at them. I mean, so in my own re- in my own experience, it, the, how I relate to this is, um, you know, when I was a younger a beginning driver, I got into a few fender benders, and they were very minor. By the way, very minor. But because of that, I have a stigma that I'm a bad driver, even though I've had like over a decade of a clear driving record, not ha- has not crashed into anybody, has not crashed into a cr- n- like n- nothing, zero things on my record. Yeah. But like when I go see my parents, they just remember me as being a bad driver. Yeah, of those, it's branding. So it's, yeah, it's a branding. It's what's, what they remember you as. And the... <laughs> No matter what I do, it feels like I can't get them to, to change the their view of me. They're like the image that they have in their head. So if they went, you know, the five years I lived with them that I was driving a car, I got into little nicks and bruises or whatever, like my nicked my fender a little bit. They just know me as a bad driver. I haven't lived with them in forever. And now when they see me, they always joke about me being a bad driver. Yeah, it drives me nuts because yeah. I'm a good driver. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that where like there's nothing I could do. Like if they're not if they're not going to see me for the good driver that I am, the real the, this is my true form, then the, I don't know what else to do. And, you are actually a good driver, and I, I am to my partner. I'm a good driver to my partner. Okay, um, but yeah, I have a I have a a trans male cousin that um, it's it was it was difficult not because we didn't see him as male, but just that we got so used to calling him by his original birth yeah. name and knowing him as that, that it wasn't that we, we were even seeing him as a different identity. It's a reflex. It was just a slip because yeah. when I look at his face, I just think thought that name because yeah, I said it so too. long. Every time. And then after years went by, I think he's been out for five, um, five years now. Yeah. So after... <laughs> 
years went by and the more I saw him and the more I called him his name over and over again and he recently had top surgery so um like the more it became more natural to call him that now I can't even like can't even look at his face and think the other name no. now it's become so associated with his new name so maybe it just takes time you know like it's not even maybe that it doesn't sound like anyone's unaccepting it sounds yeah. like they're trying but it's just not catching as fast as maybe you want it and it's making you a little bit insecure and I think as long as they're accepting you as your identity it'll just take time in their brains to like have more interactions with you and associate you with with your new name and your new pronouns yeah and so as far as you know quote unquote being a man I just think that for me anyway the way I look at it is you walk into a room and if somebody doesn't like you you don't give a shit and and that's it's not because you're such a tough person or any of that kind of shit, but it's because you put your energy into your family and into your friends. And that's the only things that you can control in life, in my opinion. I think you could also control money. I think you can control where you put money it goes. into your cryptocurrency. That's exactly right. The biggest thing that makes a man is the many, size of their stack, baby. Am I right? How many cryptos you got? How many cryptos do you Don't do diversify you too much. Don't be stupid. Don't fall for the meme. Maybe if you weren't raised by your father, you didn't have a lot of cryptos. See. See. Anyways, we really appreciate your question. Yeah. And yeah. Thanks for writing. Yeah. Good luck out there. Yay. Okay. Next. Is self-love overrated? <laughs> I like, I like right. that question. Okay. Hey, Nikki and Steve, I don't want to be repetitive and waste your time. So just imagine that I'm showering you with the kindest compliments. Thank you. I love you. Love a you. love emoji. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, my God. That's so many compliments. Whoa, stop. Wow. Okay. As for many other people, you are a couple goals for me. So I thought getting advice from you would be truly helpful. For background info, I'm a 22-year-old female. My boyfriend is 28, and we are together for four and a half years. So I've been in a relationship since 17 slash 18 years old. I graduated from both high school and university while being in, a, in this relationship. Oh. Uh, to be clear, I think it is a very healthy relationship in itself. I just finished uni in June 2020 and, have gotten a, and haven't gotten a job since. So the pandemic has taken its toll on me. During this difficult time, I stay at home almost every day and have caught myself just binging YouTube videos, learning nothing new, avoiding any thoughts, etc. I'm very sad to say this, but I think my relationship is not helping. Also, my boyfriend and I have been talking about buying a new place with future kids in mind, but lately I surprisingly don't feel like I even want it anymore. This is where I get to the meat of the problem. Since I haven't been alone for almost five years now, I've never really had the opportunity to explore myself. Therefore, I kind of feel like I'm stuck in my 17-year-old self. I have seen a lot of online couples breaking up because, quote, they need to love themselves first, unquote. I have this gut feeling that I have to leave the relationship, but at the same time, I'm questioning if I'm just trying to conform to societal standards of the 21st century. Do I really need to be alone to explore and love myself? Do I feel FOMO of the single life because I really need to experience it? Or is it just another societal norm to fuck around in your early 20s? Sometimes I cry myself to sleep because I feel like I've wasted my boyfriend's time because he would probably have had kids by now and i often think that i just need to leave so that i can experience a single life for the sake of it have i got myself in too deep at just 22 years old my head is scrambled help lots of love elvida yes yeah. sorry babe yes i'm sorry, sorry. i know it's not the answer you want and i know and you're so empathetic to your boyfriend and the fact that you've yeah. you feel like you've wasted his time but that is not a reason to stay in a relationship don't keep wasting i'm time. so sorry it'll keep, don't waste it, your time it's not fair. It's not fair to either of you. And I think you know deep down 
Yes. And you're not you a bitch do. for this. You dude. know, this not at is all. you coming to a realization like when you're already into a situation. You're not like you didn't premeditate doing this. Like, oh, I'm gonna get with this guy and waste his time and all this shit. That's not. That's and not fair. These are from 17 to 25. You change so much. That's why getting in a relationship anywhere in those years danger zone. It's dangerous. Danger zone. To, it, it doesn't, that doesn't married, mean it can't happen, but it's the danger zone. It sure. is because. You you so ugh, you might growth. change to apart from each other, yeah. and it sounds like you have, and it also sounds like yeah you didn't get out of your system like being and maybe you alone. changed and he didn't, and that happens too. By the way, it's it's it, it doesn't have to be both of you changing in different directions. Yeah. sometimes it is one person. And I think it's healthy to acknowledge your feelings of wanting to explore being alone. Like if you if you don't know what it's like being alone then you do kind of wrap your identity into the other person where it's like, you don't know what it would be like. And this actually, I feel like I relate to this in a relationship that I had from, um, I think I was 18 to 23. That was the five year relationship that I was in. And I talk about this relationship a lot because he didn't do anything wrong. And we were Mm -hmm. like, we, we, he loved me. I felt like I loved him, you know? And I felt like, terrible i felt terrible for breaking up for like no reason quote unquote even though my gut feeling was just like i just need to be alone but you got over it (laughs) i did i got in another relationship with this other dude and the sex was let me tell you it was let me tell you (laughs) it was amazing well, anyway, um, yeah, so I felt bad. I, you just have to rip the Band-Aid off because, yeah, I felt like maybe I had been feeling those feelings for like a year before I actually broke up with him. And part of me was like, well, it's comfortable. Like, you know, Oof. all relationships kind of fizzle at some point. Crying yourself to sleep at night over this? Come on. And dude. I think you can tell by your actions that you have a bit of depression right now. You're in a depressive state, whether that's clinical or you're just going through a depressive state. You are you are showing symptoms of depression right now. And by the way, the YouTubers who say they have to break up to go because they have to love themselves. That's just a line they use. <laughs> I know them all. Shut it's up. Just a line. No, I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> No, it's uh, no, true. No, it's a real thing, dude. It's if you don't thing. love yourself, that's that's a toughie, dude. That's a toughie. And honestly, I think societal standards go the other way. I feel like people pressure you to stay in a relationship and make it work, and relationships yes. are work, and you got to get through it, and blah blah blah. It's always going to be hell. We've heard that a lot. Honestly, Marriage is hell, and I'm like, what? Oh, the I fuck? got I got all of that when I tried to break up with this guy, where I was like, I know, like it, it really shook me that I had to break up with him over nothing yeah. other than I wanted to explore being alone. Because and and all the people, all our friends and stuff, they're like wait but what's nothing's going wrong and like you just gotta you know work on i went to a therapist for it i there i could not get back to a state of being excited about that relationship listen my buddy joe and my friend jess they broke up and they're both living their best lives now it's unquestionable yeah you can't even like like blink when you think about it if envisioning making a future together and growing old together makes you want to vomit and you're like i'm not excited about it at all it's a huge sign you do you need to honor that or else you're just going to be miserable and always wondering what if and i know so many people also that stuck it out and now they're in way too deep like you think you're in too deep now with no marriage and no kids uh wait till you 30 years from now and you're like i wonder what would have happened if i just like explored my life a little bit whereas my friends literally one of them is probably snowboarding right now like literally doing that (laughs) and the other one is like 
chilling with a glass of wine like by the ocean studying for her cpa exam. i mean come on dude and they yeah. broke up like behind me yeah in this okay. living room and they, right they were both starting at zero and they were both looking at their lives going holy fuck we just put like five years into this yeah like this is going to be insane and they started over in their 30s and they're great now yeah so there is hope i see it up close and personal they're constantly. so happy that they didn't stay together it's, and it's just one of those things where sometimes it's just not the right time and it's incompatible for your own situation so i just think about it this way with all things and all situations that are hard decision wise is you only get this one life right and it's so short in the grand scheme of things you're on this earth for 80 years it's like nothing so why spend the majority of it being miserable you know exactly. if you just to make someone else happy or feel like you didn't want to waste their time no 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 even a month is is is, is just wasting more time yeah so Let's good luck to you. Let's get this done out there. Okay, get it done. Thanks. Break up. B -b 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 hit that button, Mark. Break up. Yeah. All right. Why hit the button and then have Nikki say it too? Well, I just like doing it with the button. Okay. Well, okay. I like to, like it's like singing along you to my have favorite to song. Set some ground rules on the button. Okay, I'm sorry. I know. Unless we're gonna do an echo or something. No. Okay. No, I just want. It's like a karaoke. It just feels like you're trying to take the buttons. Attention no, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Okay. Thank you. I just really like it. All right. Well, let it play. Let it play. By the way, we threw away that couch that Jess and Joe broke up, broke up on because yeah. that's just bad luck. Tainted. Tainted. We set fire to it. I saged it and yeah. threw it away. Both of those things. Yeah. Just in case somebody, even down their luck already, sat on that couch. We, you know, yeah. we don't want that. Nope. Right? Not having it. I mean, my cat's peed on it too. But Oh, yeah. Before and after. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for questions. Thank you so much for submitting things. If you have a question, you can always submit it to podcast at Nikki.limo. Um, we check it uh, not very often, mm -hmm. but apparently, you know, we know we yeah, do. Sorry about that. Well, we had COVID we for a month. It. Hope that's okay with you guys. Yeah. And, and uh, then the know is the holidays, yeah. and then we really wanted to do these investing episodes. But um, so the we, fact that it was November it. that some of these came in, we're going to get to that. But Don't some worry. of these were recent. Some of these yeah. I jumped around a lot, there so some of them were recent. So yeah, send. We'll get to it eventually, probably. And if you sent it in, and you're like, wait, they didn't get to mine. We might get. We might get to it still. Or you can send it again. Yeah, send it again. All right. We love you guys. I hope you, you like that. I hope that was helpful. If not, those was we're not experts. Don't yeah, what do what you, you expect for us? What do you want? What kind of standards you are you setting? Also, we do um a special a very special thing on our Patreon called Shit They Don't Tell You After Dark. Oh yeah, where we get really intimate. Very, very intimate, very personal. Personal things that are going on in our lives yes. that we cannot reveal. It's to the great public. therapy, honestly. Yeah, it is. It's some shit they don't tell you that we're going through right now rather than having gone through it and now reiterating it later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, check it out. Links in the description and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.